0: What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Nightmare K. Hall back at it again with another podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Sunday, August 13, 2023. Ladies and gentlemen, we are getting closer to the end of August. A lot of preseason football happened over the weekend. I watched most of it. Had a good time watching it. Uh, watched the Panthers, Jets. Uh, watched my Cardinals win last night on uh, Friday night. I know it's Sunday, but I watched them on Friday night. Um, The Los Angeles uh, Rams and the Los Angeles Chargers got it on tonight, but they had the game blacked out here where I am in New York, so it's absolutely ridiculous, but uh, saw some highlights of that, Um, watched a little bit of the Eagles-Baltimore game, really played Need for Speed most of the night, folks. But yeah, folks, it is the crypto and gaming news section of the show. So we'll be getting into that just here in a second here, folks. But uh, yeah, man, it's been very interesting. Been loving uh, hollowing my Bitcoin. And yes, I'm not part of the hodl culture, folks, but I am saving it for a rainy day right now. Um, I'm back in fiat. I know. I know. I talked a lot of shit about fiat and things like that, but because I live in New York, and I live in the United States, I am using fiat again, and yes, I do feel there is going to be a banking crisis coming up here very soon, folks, inflation is starting to skyrocket again, you got freaking gas going up again, it's just something that's really, really irking me, and I can just feel it, it feels like 2008 all over again, folks, it really does, um, we know what happened in September. We know what happened in October of that year. Absolutely chaos and anarchy was everywhere. And I didn't mean to use anarchy, but chaos and carnage was everywhere. And it's absolutely balls. But anyway, folks, we'll talk about that later in the show. But uh, let's get into the crypto freaking markets. Let's go ahead and look at it. So we got Bitcoin at $29,384.78, we got Ethereum, $1,848.06, we have Tether at $0.99, cents. we have BNB at $240.29, we have XRP, $0.62, cents. USD Coin is at $0.99, Alido Stake Ether, $1,848.22, we have Dogecoin, 7 pennies. we have Cardano at $0.29, Solana, $24.81, we have Tron at $0.07, we have Polkadot at $5.04, Polygon at $0.67, Shiba Inu at $10.73 73 million to one penny, and Shiba Inu has been skyrocketing back up in price, folks, uh, Litecoins at $83.15, Rap BTC $29,397.70, ton coin ton. we have Uniswap $6.17, we have Bitcoin Cash $227.79, we have Avalanche $12.32, we have Chainlink $7.46, we have DAI $0.99, Stellar's at $0.13, Leo Token is at $4.02, Binance USD is at $0.99, we have true USD at ninety nine cents. We have Monero XMR at one hundred fifty seven dollars and eighty cents. We have OKB forty seven dollars fifteen cents. Ethereum classes at seventeen dollars and sixty eight cents. Cosmo Hub eight dollars forty one cents. We have Adera five cents. We have Filecoin at number thirty two four dollars Internet Computer dollars cents. Aptos seven dollars and twenty cents. We have Lido DAO $1.84. We have Mantle forty six cents. Kronos five cents. We have Albatron, a dollar sixteen. We have QNT at a one hundred one dollars and sixty four cents. We have VeChain at a penny. Near protocols a dollar Optimism is $1.55, Maker is at one thousand two hundred twenty seven dollars forty nine cents. We have Rocket Pool ETH. Two thousand six dollars and twenty-three cents. We have the graph. Ten cents. Ave. Sixty-five dollars and ninety cents. Caspa. Four cents. Algorand's at eleven cents. XDC Network is at six pennies. The Sandbox is at forty cents. Stacks Layer Two Solution for Bitcoins at fifty-eight cents. Uh, Synthetic Network. Uh, is uh, $2.53. We have Frax, $0.99. Cents. EOS is at $0.72. Cents. White Bitcoin is at $5.53. And those are your top 55 cryptos, folks. We have 10,037 coins, 811 exchanges, $1.2 in market cap. We have Bitcoin's diamonds at 47%. Ethereum's at 18.2 and the gas fees for Ethereum's at 11 Goya. Let's check out the mean pool real quick and let's see what the on chain Bitcoin price is. Give me just a second, I should already have this up. Uh, we're gonna run this through Tor network right now, which is lovely. Right now, folks, if you have no priority, it's at 6 sets. uh, per v-byte and then the low priority is at eight sats per v-byte so 33 cents um the high priority right now is nine stats for b-byte and that's about 37 cents so not too bad pretty nice time to um use on chain bitcoin and the average block time is at 9.8 minutes so not too bad not too bad at all we have a lot of unconfirmed uh transactions just sitting here just dead not moving 425,828 transactions are in the unconfirmed it's absolutely ridiculous but i'm sure by freaking having all of this will be cleared out so we'll see what happens but anyway folks let's get into some crypto news we're gonna kick it off with bitcoin and the lightning network my favorite network Still has a lot of work to be done, though, but we're getting there. AI is now using the Lightning Network as well, folks. Don't believe me? Go to Lightning Labs freaking YouTube channel and watch their latest video on it. It's absolutely amazing. So Lightning Network. captivity decreases. Wow, number of channels grows. So very interesting, folks. The Lightning Network is a layer 2 solution, just in case you didn't know that, designed to address Bitcoin transaction scalability and speed issue. It creates off-chain payment channels that allow users to conduct transactions almost instantly and at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional on-chain methods. By enabling multiple transactions to occur, off-chain and only recording the final balance on the main blockchain, it can alleviate congestion and reduce fees making microtransactions more viable and enhancing the overall effectiveness of the blockchain network, which I think is great. I know a lot of people are for on-chain economies and all that, and I get all that, but I love not congesting the network. That's just me, though. The The growth of the Lightning Network can indicate more people are using Bitcoin for everyday transactions, a sign of wider cryptocurrency adoption. Changes in the Lightning Network can also reflect shifts in market sentiment. A sudden increase in capsivity could indicate a bullish sentiment as more users seek access to quick and cheap Bitcoin transactions and vice versa. Uh, Lightning network capsivity refers to the total amount of Bitcoin transactions within the network at any given time. A decrease in capsivity could hinder the network's ability to process many transactions. According to uh, Glassnode, the Lightning Network capsivity dropped significantly between July and August, decreasing by almost 13% in the past 30 days. This decline has brought the capsivity back to levels record in December of 2022. The number of channels on the Lightning Network grew by 3% in the same period. Channels are the fundamental building blocks of the Lightning Network. They are private, off-chain pathways that enable two parties to transact without broadcasting to the blockchain. An increase in channels indicates more transaction pathways potentially enhancing the network's effectiveness. This growth suggests expanding the network's infrastructure allowing more users to participate, which I think is a great thing. More channels, more payment channels, mean more routes to get to more people much faster and cheaper. One potential reason for these conflicting trends could be establishing more channels holding smaller amounts of Bitcoin. This might indicate a more distributed network with users preferring to open their channels rather than relying on larger centralized ones. While this can be seen as a move towards decentralization, the reduced captivity might also suggest that larger players are withdrawing their Bitcoin from the network, possibly due to market uncertainty or a shift in investment strategies. So, folks, it's good and bad, right? So, if if people are... Captivity is decreasing, but the number of channels are growing. Well, that means that smaller players like myself are opening more channels. I mean, I have a shit ton of channels open right now, so you know, so I can send Satoshis back and forth between me and Bit refill coin cards or. A couple of other friends that I have that are on the Lightning Network that we send Satoshis back and forth for certain things, you know, for favors that we do for each other, which is absolutely fantastic. I don't want a Lightning node. You know, I use a hot wallet like Moon or Phoenix wallet, obviously, because I don't have the capability or the tech skills to run a Bitcoin Lightning node. I, I mean, a Lightning node or a Bitcoin node yet. But as soon as I get those skills, I will run my own node for sure because I think it's more safe and to verify your information yourself instead of trusting somebody else's node even though I'm using non-custodial solutions. But yeah, folks, I think this is great. I think it's good and bad. But I think ultimately that the uh, the more channels that people open, uh, the better it will, be. it will be and it will be easy to, to route payments through those channels which will be absolutely amazing. But I think... Uh, Eventually, more people will come back onto the Lightning Network, and I think more people will run Lightning nodes and things like that. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward, ultimately, with the Lightning Network. I have confidence in Lightning, personally. I'm not going to lie to you folks, I have a lot of confidence in Lightning, personally, especially now that AI is starting to use it for payments and things like that. Thanks to Lightning Labs. So I have a tremendous, a lot of confidence in the Lightning Network. I know my Cyberpunk Bitcoin friends. Uh, well, I wouldn't call them friends. But people that are Cyberpunks in the Bitcoin space. Like Samurai Community. and Things like that. They don't believe in Lightning at all. Not all of them don't hate Lightning. But most of them don't trust Lightning at all. And I get it. I understand it. Because offline and all that stuff. I get it. But for me... I like both. I love on-chain Bitcoin. I like the Lightning Network. I like the Layer 2 solutions that Stacks and and, and, uh, Rootstock are building out, especially Stacks. I mean, they're going all out, folks, to make DeFi Web3 on top of Bitcoin. It's a Layer 2 solution. Definitely check out Stacks for sure. I love it. I'll definitely put a video from uh, CoinGecko about Stacks Layer 2 and explain in more detail. In the uh, description below so you can check out that video as well. So I'll make sure to put that link to that video in the description below for Layer 2. It's going to be awesome folks. But anyway, let's move on to Visa and Ethereum news. So Visa introduces technology that allows paying, paying gas fees using bank cards. Now folks, if this is not the most centralized shit you've ever seen. I mean really? Using debit cards and credit cards? Visa cards to pay gas fees. This is not blockchain Anyway, let's get into the story So the official visa blog has announced a new technology that can transform web 3 and bring mass adoption closer The technology presented by the company allows paying gas fees for transaction on the blockchain using fiat currencies Directly from a bank card. This is absolutely asinine to do this Visa uses the ERC 4337 standard and the Paymaster smart contract. The process of paying gas fees using a bank card involves the use of several intermediary services when making a transaction. This is why I went Bitcoin only. See, Ethereum is a piece of garbage. First, Paymaster, um, what is that? Calculates the amount of gas. Then CyberSource debits the required amount from the user's card. After that, the service generates a digital signature, which is attached to the transaction before sending the data to the blockchain. At the end of the process, the paymaster signature is verified, after which the service covers the gas cost. Visa has tested this mechanism on the Ethereum GORI testnet. Using open source tools such as stockup userop.js library, test transactions successfully, covers gas fees through Paymaster without the need for ETH. This method makes it easier to pay gas fees for individual users. Also, merchants and decentralized applications can implement the Paymaster system, improving the user expense by offering payment of gas fees with a Visa card. Now, folks, before I go rip this damn article a new one, I just want to say, for the people that want to pay with a Visa card, I don't even know why you're in blockchain. Like, I'm serious. I don't even know why you hold Ethereum at all. I'm serious. I don't even know why you have Ethereum. Because if you're not going to use the blockchain and you're going to use a Visa card to pay your gas fees, why the hell are you even using Ethereum to begin with? You might as well just go back to the centralized system and use a Visa card. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, ever read. This is stupid as hell. This is the most retarded thing in the history of the crypto space this is dumb like there is a reason why i went bitcoin only yes i know people have their 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 hatred towards the lightning and that's fine that's your life your opinion i don't care but this here this is dumb this is absolutely stupid okay i don't think anybody in the right mind that in blockchain or into smart contracts or into cryptocurrency at all would use this, I, I really don't, now for the sheeple out there, yes it makes it easier for them, like my next door neighbor, or the, the, the fireman that's just a freaking jackass, a jacked up stairway jackass, that doesn't know anything about black, yeah this would be great for them, but honestly folks, like I'm really starting to really really notice that a lot of these blockchains are really fucking centralized, like, it's really bad. Ever since I went Bitcoin only, the more I go on CryptoNews.com, the more centralized news I see about some of these altcoins. It's absolutely unbearable. I mean, I saw a lot of these altcoins were centralized before, but just the news gets worse and worse and worse. It's absolutely ridiculous. You can't make this shit up in Hollywood. You just fucking can't. But anyway, folks, I think this is the dumbest thing ever. You know, we know Visa is going to use Ethereum, we know PayPal's got their stablecoin on Ethereum's blockchain, I mean, Ethereum is a centralized piece of garbage, I mean, I used to like Ethereum back in the day, you know, but now, Ethereum has sold itself to the devil, it's absolutely sad to see, Um, I know Raphael talks shit about Vitalik and Lizards and, you know, their organization, but, you know, I thought Ethereum was okay, you know, and I had hopes for Ethereum, but I've lost all hope at this point, folks. Like, y- you let PayPal put their stablecoin on your shit. You let visas now allowing them to pay gas fees with bank cards. I mean, what are we doing, man? What are we doing? And people have the nerve to disrespect the Lightning Network. At least the damn transactions are selling on the Bitcoin layer one fucking blockchain, for Christ's sake. Your Visa fucking card allowed to pay gas fees? That's absolutely ridiculous. You don't even need Ethereum. You don't even need Eve to do it. That's terrible. That's awful. That's fucking awful. But anyway, folks, let me know what y'all think about this story. I think this is absolutely horrific. But all right, folks, let's get into some meme coins. You know I love meme coins, so let's get into them. So we got Pepe. You know I love Pepe. And you know I love freaking Dogecoin. Anyway, Pepe leads meme coin rally, jumps 8%. So the digital currency ecosystem is seeing an impressive switch to winning ways today as confirmed by the combined crypto market cap that is pegged at $1.17 trillion and a slight uptick in valuation. While its contribution is a best indication Pepe, one of the most trending meme coins at this time, is riding the bullish wave with its price up by 8.66% to 0.00001338 per data from CoinMarketCap. Uh, For every move toward a bull rally, the meme coin ecosystem is always on the positive end of the bargain. The growth of Pepe is one that can be likened to other to every other uptick, the top meme coins are recording today in a bid to close the week on a very positive note. The growth of Pepe is still being fueled by their pure sentiment in the community on the grounds that it is the only formidable alternative to the duel of Dogecoin and Shiba Inu. While the Pepe project is yet to come up with an, intr- uh, an intrinsic innovation or use case to cement The loyalty of its community, the meme coin has enjoyed a massive embrace from whales who continue to stack up the token in no small way. One of the largest accumulations as revealed by a look on chain involves 486 billion Pepe tokens acquired for approximately $604,000 over the past 24 hours. That is insane. Pepe at par with its peer, the embrace from the affirmed mation Whale, and every other has helped place Pepe at par with SHIB and Doge. Though SHIB has made a very remarkable effort to rigor out the pure tag of no utility through the launch of Shibarium, the daily trading volumes of these tokens are generally at par. Pepe has built its own community, and more than once, the skepticism about whether or not the token is a legit project has been cleared. So, there you go, folks. Whales are piling in, man. Like I said, if you got 100 bucks to waste, I would buy some Pepe. I'm not advising it, but seriously, you might want to take a look at Pepe. Like, I'm serious. Like, I have 100 bucks in Pepe. Um, I'm still hollering it right now. Um, and I don't care. Like, I'm going to hold my 100 bucks that I put in Pepe. And I'm going to holler it through the new bull market that's coming up. Um, probably next year or the year after that, and if I become a millionaire or billionaire, folks, I'm going to be fucking excited. I'm going to be fucking ecstatic. I'm dead-ass serious, folks. I'm not kidding you. So, yeah, I think Pepe has some real use cases. I mean, whales are buying it, so why aren't you? They may know something you don't, so... Just take a chance, you know, instead of putting that hundred bucks on that freaking blackjack table or that slot machine, you might want to just put it in Pepe and, you know, sit back and wait for the bull market and see what happens. See if Pepe gets in the top five or the top ten. It is what it is. We've seen it with Shiba Inu. We've seen it with Dogecoin. So why not Pepe? Hey, it is what it is, folks. Anyway, moving on. Let's get into Shiba Inu. That's right. Shiba Inu. Soon Tweeted, Skyrock's SHIB market cap beyond $6 billion secures 11th spot in crypto rankings. So Shiba Inu surges over 7% after Team teased the potential announcement with a cryptic social media post. So Shiba Inu Team has posted a cryptic social media post containing just one word, soon. This has ignited a wave of speculation among the crypto community, specifically the Shiba Inu community, the Shiba Elastic message, message left investors and enthusiasts pondering over potential development or announcement that might be on the horizon. The tweet has generated immense engagement with 1,659 reposts, 108 quotes, and 6,457 likes. Clues from Satoshi Kusama. In a recent Telegram group chat, Satoshi Kusama, the lead developer of Shiba Inu, confirmed that the team is gearing up to unveil Renew partnership in addition, Kusama dropped a uh, cryptic equation, SHIB is greater than X. This equation has captured even more attention as it suggests that Shiba could be greater than crypto Twitter. Now Nodes countdown to Shibarian mainnet. On the other hand, Now Nodes, a key partner in the development of Shibarian, has officially initiated a countdown to the launch of Shibarian mainnet in a recent tweet. Now Nodes confirmed that the Shibarium RPC node launch is just around the corner. The only remaining puzzle piece is the release of a highly anticipated final version of Mainnet. The update from Now Nodes hints at the launch of Shibarium Mainnet at the upcoming Futurist Blockchain Futurist Conference 2023 slated for August 15th and 16th. SHIB becomes the 11th biggest cryptocurrency by market cap. Amidst these developments, Shiba Inu has climbed the ranks to become the world's 11th largest cryptocurrency by market capitalization, beating Polkadot, Litecoin, and Polygon. So ladies and gentlemen, oh yeah, one more thing. So Shiba Inu witnessed a 7.66% surge in its price over the past 24 hours. This search has led SHIP to reclaim the valuation of $6,361,742,907. $6.36 6, $6. As a press time, she is trading training at a $0. 000, 000, 0.00001079 with 24 hour training volume of $595,522,985. Wait a minute. $595,522,985 million, folks. This is absolutely insanity. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you thought Shiba was dead, it is not. It is live and well. It is kicking and it is moving. And I told you folks before, and I'll tell you again. And bitten Censor, if you're listening, brother... Let me tell you something, meme coins are here to stay, and Douglas, Sunita, Tony, or anybody else out there in the Monero community, you want to hate on meme coins? Well, go fuck yourself. Meme coins aren't going anywhere, whether you like it or not, we are here to stay. People like me are going to keep them around, and you can suck it. And all World Economic Forum, UN, and anybody else who don't like meme coins, go suck a big fat one. Why? Because meme coins are here to stay. Damn it. Now, let me know what y'all think about that story. Moving on, we gotta talk about the metaverse. You guys know I love open metaverses, so I gotta talk about it. So why the Met is expanding into the metaverse with Roblox. So Roblox users can now score digital versions of Van Gogh's famous straw hat for their avatars. While they may not have the fashion catcher of the digital dinosaur's bags available, available to players of 2021 gucci garden experience van gogh hat makes up for it in a cultural currency these new wearables alongside digital suits of armor medusa's hair egyptian pharaoh mask are part of the new collaboration between roblox and the new york uh metropolitan uh museum of art the met has teamed up with the gaming platform for replica an augmented reality quest based app available for iOS and Android that linked to a met experience within the Roblox Metaverse. The app, created with technology, partnered uh, Verizon, guides visitors via an interactive map to 37 s- selected physical artworks spread across the museum, which they can further discover by scanning the pieces in question. We are always looking to reach new audience and find new creative ways to engage with art. Ken Wayne uh senior vice president of external affairs at the Met told Decred, Decrypto, I mean Decredit, with Replica, we were able to use technology to reach kids and young art lovers in a space they already engage with. Museums and galleries are embracing digital art, exploring AI. So users can visit the Met on Roblox to explore virtual spaces inspired by the museum itself and image the Met. It's transforming the way that visitors can engage with art and reshapes their overall journey through the museum, adding Christine, uh, Verizon Senior Vice President of Marketing, Replica not only broadens the ways in which people are able to interact with art, but engages an entirely new audience that mobile, first, and passionate about gaming. In addition to the app's Quest-based format, a further element that will be f- familiar to gaming natives is the fact that Visitors to the museum are rewarded for their engagement. Scanning their physical works, which includes a marble sphinx from 530 B.C., a 16th century Japanese helmet, uh, Antonio, 18th century sculpture, Persia with the head of Medusa, and of course Van Gogh's 1887 self-portrait allows visitors to import digital wearable drawn from their various elements into their own uh, innovators. On the uh, Roblox platform, the visual demonstration affords an access to the experience that in the physical world might be difficult or impossible. Roblox head of education, Rebecca, told Decrypted people are able to engage with and try on art and clothing pieces that would otherwise be kept behind a glass case. The Met Museum has also installed itself within Roblox through a virtual version of its Fifth Avenue faucet alongside uh, interior spaces like the Great Hall, their players can create a, create pairings of the items they have acquired, placing them in museum si- style display cases and capturing images of their newly outfits, avatars, and photo booths, backdrops by historic scenes or images such as the Great Wave by Japanese artists. According to Wayne, this is a particularly unique experience because the real thing is like... Sensitive so it rarely goes on public display. These knights will donate Samurai Source to Met Museum after minting it as an NFT elsewhere. The British Museum has recently announced a partnership with the Sandbox Gang to create its own inverse space within the platform alongside a range of NFT digital collectibles. We all know everything's gonna be tokenized and put on blockchain. This kind of interaction digital uh Presence allows people to engage with the works whatever they they are wherever they are excuse me uh Wink said whether they have the opportunity to visit the Met physical location or not in order to secure the project was rooting was rooted in a strong educational experience that spoke to the breadth of the collection. The Met worked closely with Verizon to identify select feature works. But you get the gist of it, folks. So you're seeing that augmented reality and VR, uh, virtual reality and the metaverse are coming together. So you have this thing. <clears throat> Instead of you going to the museum physically, folks, you can go into like Roblox and visit the museum personally, try on things, touch things, which you can't touch at a physical museum. But you can do it in something like Roblox and virtual reality or an AR reality, which is absolutely augmented reality which is absolutely amazing so folks i think this is great um like like i told you folks <clears throat> i'm gonna be honest with you because that's what we do on this show we speak our mind and try to tell the truth as much as possible um is that i love the metaverse idea i really do um i think doing things like that like like i said i'm a multimillionaire in the metaverse in the closed metaverse of you know meta and stuff like that <clears throat> and I have a mansion and things inside the metaverse was absolutely amazing. I love it. I'm a multimillionaire in there, which is great. So something I'm not in real life, but in the metaverse I can be. So that's freaking awesome. So I can know what that experience is like. And I think this is great folks. Let me know what y'all think about the story. I think this is awesome for kids or anybody that's playing Roblox right now. I think this is absolutely amazing. But anyway, moving on Got a couple more stories and then we'll probably be done so, last but not least, don't fight it. The metaverses are still coming, folks. And yes, they are. They are still coming. So, let me get to a couple quick points. So, the metaverse used to be all that anyone could talk about. Web searches for the term jumped seventy two seven 7,200% in 2022. Investments during the first half of the year had nearly tripled from 2021. Months later, it became clear that many grand grand loss proclaimants would fall surely short of their promise and public interest has since waned. But despite these setbacks, many companies have have not been deterred from contributing to explore the potential of the metaverse. Why? In a white paper that the Development Bank of Singapore, DBS, published last year, we argued that the metaverse would never truly fade away because the concept itself has an inherent appeal driven by something Fundamentally, in human psychology, the promise of escapism, achievement, and more with less or no risk, there may also come a time when our virtual worlds are developed enough to take on lives of their own, lending them a consequentially that stands parallel to the to that of the physical world. The metaverse is in our view inevitable with this in mind, there is no reason why the metaverse If done right, can still live up to its promise. It's just, it just might not look exactly like what was first sold to the market. Talking, taking an inside-out approach, as a piece research estimate, the metaverse could become as much as an $11 trillion opportunity by the end of the decade. Eager to become first movers, companies entered the space with a hasty outside-in mindset. Retrofitting their existing business model into the metaverse. This approach, however, quickly fell short as was the case with a number of social media driven metaverses. To truly build a human-centered metaverse, we need to instead adapt an inside out way of thinking, in effect, creating value-added experience that only possible within the metaverse context. By its design not every real world fixture or experience will have its own digital twin after all the metaverse was never meant to be a replica or replacement of our earthly lives but instead to enrich it with experience we previously didn't think possible the difficulty now lies in making these innovation applications a reality reality given the relative infancy of the underlying tech which is Estimated to only be possible by 2040. That's right, folks. My timeline has been mentioned. 2040. Remember that. All questions will be answered. Here, businesses that offer the picks and shovels of the metaverse, the mechanism that enable its seamless function, have a crucial role to play. Banks could become indispensable to the maturity of the metaverse, given how they have traditionally been skilled at driving asset Intermediation. This is especially as we move from desperate private owned virtual spaces to an open interoperable multiverse of metaverses and within the metaverse still a virtual wild west formalized service could drive better governance risk management and regulatory compliance addressing concerns around money laundering and fraud. Companies keen to enter the space would also be empowered to tap on banks' support to develop robust inside-out strategies, compete with sound tokenomics and custody mechanisms. Building with Intention Even as the underlying tech progresses, how can we make the space productive for all? This endeavor won't happen on its own, despite its relative infancy. Bad actors have already found ways to exploit the metaverse for unsavory deeds. How do we facilitate its continued development while keeping these same ills at bay? For governments and businesses, this means asking the type of complex questions that stress test the balance between providing direct experience and allowing for community-driven ones. On the flip side, society must navigate the push and pull of self-governance or entrusting responsibilities to the powers that be. As continued investments within the space would dictate, the metaverse is still very much alive, and to give up on it, on it this early would be to miss out on the early advantage of a new technological error. Far from the big tech players that sought short-term monetization gains via an outside-in approach, we must now channel a greater sense of meaning and responsibility driven collectively by all stakeholders. There's that word again, as we build these new worlds for the generation ahead, perhaps this frame it well. perhaps this frames it well. Let's make the metaverse work not for one, nor for some, but for as men but as but for as much of humanity as we can, and if possible, for all. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. They really want you to understand, and i knew this for a long time. I've known this for a long time. The metaverse is still coming. The open metaverses are still coming, folks. Whether you want to believe that or not, they're still going to come by 2040. And that's what I told you, folks. All this stuff about crypto and privacy and all this stuff, all these questions and the fourth industrial revolution, self-driving cars, all that. Will all be answered by the year 2040. That's why I told y'all folks, I look twenty years ahead when it comes to future, because I'm a futurist. I believe in the future. I always think about the future all the time. That's why most of my moves are futuristic. You know, that's why when I plan a vacation, I plan six months ahead of my vacation. Because I know I'm gonna work that time to get that time off. That's the thing. So it is what it is. But at the end of the day, folks, I'm super excited for the Metaverse. I'm super excited for 2040. I'm super excited for everything that possibly the world could look like by that point. And none of us really know what the world can look like. I know. I know these parasites are trying to lock us down. I know they're trying to destroy everything, stop us from traveling and all this stuff. But I'm still excited for the Metaverses. I'm still excited for Bitcoin, Layer 2 Solutions, um. A lot of the mean coins that are out there, a lot of alt coins as well, and things like that. even gaming, folks. I'm super excited, man. I'm, I really am. I'm really freaking super excited, man. Uh, I just can't tell you, you know. LGBT community that listen to me, so thank you for that. The women out there that listen to me and the men that listen to me, thank you so much for listening to my podcast and make sure you share the content, folks. But we're not done yet. We still got some gaming news, and we're going to talk about some Xbox games that are coming out, folks, this week, starting tomorrow, April, August 14th through the 18th. There's 20 plus games. Let's run right through them, folks. We got, uh, and I'm just going to read off a couple. So we got Asteroid Flame Star Fighter, we have uh, A Castle Full of Cats, uh, we got Iron Danger, we got Gord. Uh, let's see here. We have, uh, we have Chess Royalty. I mean, Chess Royal. We have Madden 24 coming out August 18, folks. And I will definitely have Madden 24, so definitely look out for that. And we have Zombie Derby. So, yeah, folks, we have some games coming out. I'll have the full list for you in the description below, so make sure you click on that. And I will definitely get that video for the Stacks Layer 2 from Coin Gecko YouTube page. I will put that in the link in the description below as well. So make sure you check that out. And uh, last but not least, folks, we got five games that are per- confirmed for Xbox Game Pass in September so far. So September is a huge month, folks. So let's go ahead and take a look. We got Starfield coming out September 6th. We got Liza P coming out September uh, 19th. We got Party Animals, September 20th. We have Payday 3, September 21st. We have Cocoon, September 29th. And those are all the games, folks, coming out in September. So, ladies and gentlemen, September is going to be a very, very busy month for Xbox. So, if you're an Xbox person and you're thinking about getting an Xbox Series S or X, this might be the month to do it. I'm serious, folks. This might be the month to do it because September and October is going to be very, very busy. So a lot of new games coming out. I'm super excited. we got Mortal Kombat 1 coming out in September as well. So everything's looking up and up in the gaming community, especially on the Xbox side. Uh, Sony just announced uh, the Sony Slim PS5 is coming out. I'm not sure when. I think it is coming out in 2023. Uh, But yes, that has been leaked out. Uh, I did tell you last time Nintendo is working on their next-gen console as well. So that's going to be interesting as well, folks. Xbox is not coming out with a slim version. They already have the Xbox Series S and X. Um, They have the black uh, Xbox Series S coming out in September as well. So they don't need a slim version. They already have it. Um, Pretty much, so it's going to be very interesting, very weird that PlayStation's coming out with a slim version of PS5. It's really strange, but uh, it is what it is. But yeah, folks, that's pretty much the show, man. And um, I just want to say, man, this inbred fighting uh, all over the crypto space, it's got to stop, man. I mean, serious, I know I talked about this a lot, but this has got to stop, man. Like, I'm serious. This is really getting annoying. I mean, I was talking to Foundation, one of my favorite Bitcoin only podcasts, right? We're talking on X, you know, formerly known as Twitter, but we were talking on an X platform. And, uh, you know, I hit him up and I said, hey, you know, you haven't done a podcast since July. You know, I know you have wives, I know you have kids, I know you're going on vacation, I know you're going to different Bitcoin only conferences, and that's great. But hey, Come back and make some more content. Like, I want to hear more about your Bitcoin podcast. It's really helped me out. It made me go Bitcoin only. You know, what the hell's going on? And they're like, yeah, we're going to do that. We had to take a break. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that. And then some Monero person, some Monero maxi came right under our conversation and literally was like, you guys need to just go Monero only. I have no problem with Monero personally. I like the protocol, I use the protocol, right, you know, I, I said in 2024 I'll buy a of Monero for Black History Month, right, you know, because Monero has black in its logo, so, you know, I'll definitely buy some Monero for Black History Month, but the point is, bro, when someone's not talking to you, butt out, okay, like, I get it, you're a Maxi, you're Monero Maxi, everything should be Monero, and fuck Bitcoin and all this mindset, but you gotta stop, okay? You gotta knock it off, bro. You gotta knock it off. Nobody was talking about Monero, nobody even mentioned Monero at all, right? We were talking Bitcoin, because we're Bitcoin purists, we like Bitcoin, we want Bitcoin to succeed, we... Now, I don't know how they feel about Layer 2 solutions for Bitcoin. I'm more of an open Bitcoiner, so I'm open to Layer 2 solutions for Bitcoin, like the Lightning Network, like what Stax is doing with DeFi and Smart Contracts and Web3 and Ordinals and all that stuff. So I'm a very open Bitcoiner, right? I want everything to settle on the base layer. I want Layer 2 solutions like the Lightning Network, like a Web3, like a DeFi, those things like that. Um, Be able to use stable coins on the Bitcoin network as well. Liquid, I'm very excited for as well. You know, so I'm good with it, folks. I'm very good and open when it comes to Bitcoin stuff being built on top of Bitcoin. On top of BTC. (laughs) Excuse me. On top of BTC. But we got to stop this, folks. We got to stop. And for you laser-eyed maxis out there in Bitcoin, go fuck yourself. Seriously, go fuck yourself. Samurai Wallet is doing a fantastic job of the privacy side. They are doing amazing work. And I'm so excited they have announced Atomic Swaps from Monero to Bitcoin, Bitcoin to Monero. I think that's awesome. Fantastic job. Love what they're doing. That's what brought me back to Bitcoin with Samurai Wallet. I love those guys. I love those women. I love all the cyberpunks in Bitcoin that are staying and doing the good fight. But folks, if you're from other communities and no one mentioned your coin or mentioned anything, butt out of people's conversations. I know X is a public platform. I get all that. I know everybody can see everybody's things on their newsfeed, whatever. But butt out of people's conversations, folks. I mean, seriously, I know I troll sometimes, but I'm learning to get better not not trolling people and just kind of just muting people or blocking them because they're just annoying. But just butt out, like, butt out of it, let it, let it alone, and just focus on your protocol, that's it, that's the way I look at it, I, I just think that's just immature, and, and like I said, to the lasered eyes, not all of you, but most of you, get a fucking life, like, you are nothing but fiat-loving whores, right, you're nothing but fiat-loving ass-clowns, like, seriously, like, A lot of you laser-eyed punks are going to fucking sell your Bitcoin for dollars, which is a dying currency, and to buy a boat or buy a house or buy all this crap that you're not even going to own anyway. Because if the the parasites of power get their way, which they seem like they are going to get their way, I don't know that to be sure, but it looks damn sure like they are, that... You're not going to own a house anyway. All that money you spent on a house is going to get eroded away. So it doesn't really matter. It's pointless. You never own your house anyway. I mean, in Canada, they have 90-year mortgages now. I mean, people don't actually own their house anyway. Don't pay your property tax. And I guarantee the real people that own your house will show up at your house. Trust and trust and believe me on that one. But anyway, folks, this is your boy, Nightmare k Hawk signing off. We will be doing the uh, independent news tonight. Um, we'll get that out um We'll get that out later tonight. Um, it'll probably be Monday morning when I do the show, but uh it is what it is. But this podcast will be going live, folks, at 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 a.m. Pacific. But I will highlight y'all later on tonight, folks. I'm gonna relax, watch some more Web3 stuff, and probably get to bed. But anyway, folks, big week this week. Big week this week. But uh, yeah, I'll highlight you, folks, later. Peace.